Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Puck Off. It has been a little while since Andrew and I have sat down behind the mic. I know that we've had uh, a lot going on, both of us. So every once in a while, it's, it's nice because we both do so much other stuff. Uh, it's nice to just sit back for even just a week, take that one day off and um, cycle through, kind of refresh, get everything else going. Andrew, I'm pumped. How are you doing tonight? I am chill. Um, I partook in some chillaxing, I'll say, substances before we came on. <laughs> and we're ready to go. <laughs> that sounds like fun. So, <laughs> we have a lot to get to because a lot happens in two weeks because it's the National Hockey League. Hmm. Um, like, where do you want to go, man? Like, there's there's so much. I, I think since it's almost put to bed, we should start with because you and I haven't really had a chance to sit down and talk out this Corey Perry situation. Mm -hmm. Jeez, you're going right for the quick there. Two two weeks ago when we recorded, it had just happened. He was just taken away from the team. Mm -hmm. And we had no other information. And now we have a lot more information and yet not so much. We, yeah, we we have we have information that it has to that it had to do with a discretion. Uh, we'll just call it a discretion, I suppose, having to do with substances. And Perry did check himself into into the players' assistance program. So you know, best wishes to anybody who who seeks out help in that way. Absolutely. But like, but like, just. We're never going to actually know what happened, I think. Or if we do, it's going to be years down the road. And I think that's by design because we're not, we sh I, I don't think, I think, I think we shouldn't be privy to every little thing ultimately. However, there, I have a caveat to that. <laughs> I have, you're the Chicago Blackhawks. That's exactly it. You are the Chicago Blackhawks. So good for them. Good for them. First of all, good for them for recognizing something that was unacceptable and acting swiftly. That is the first step that you take to regaining trust. And that's the uh, amongst the league at large. That, I think that's the first question, though, because when when so we, we have a timeline of events, they traveled to I believe it was Columbus, Columbus. Yep. They went for, I believe, morning skate. Mm -hmm. And then they went back to the hotel. Mm -hmm. They went back for the game. And that was Corey when Perry was, was in that game. He remember, was, he was scheduled to be in that game. And then as soon as he showed up to the rink, basically, someone tapped him on the shoulder and they were like, nope, something's being investigated. Go home. Go back to the hotel. Don't come back. He yeah. was scratched right away. So that is a good sign from the club. Because that's basically them saying we are removing you from the situation until we sort everything out. And I think that's where we were two weeks ago ish when we sat down. He had right. just separated from the team. And then obviously, as the internet does, uh, people with nothing better to do speculate on a whole bunch of stuff. And, and Chicago really has taken it on the chin for not coming out and saying anything sooner. Well, as, as you're seeing those thought, the, 
the rumors and the jokes and the memes about Connor Bedard's mother and all that stuff because you know we can we have balls enough to say what it is, you mm-hmm. know, dancing around the, the bush here. As those rumors are coming out, you know, it, it's the team's in a hard spot because they can't say what it was or what it wasn't because they're still investigating. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's that's um and that's PR 101. That's PR 101. It does suck more so for anybody than Connor and his mother. Because uh, you know much, what? How much of that was the team sitting there going, We know it sucks. Please let us do our investigation. We promise once we have our findings and we can release a statement, we will clear this up. Good for Connor Bedard for standing up for himself. Yes. Uh, against one of those reporters. I think it was Winnipeg. I think it was the Winnipeg Free Press who kept pressing Connor about what did you think of the rumors that Corey Perry and your, and your mother had an improper relationship? And Bedard was, and Bedard said, why do you keep asking me this? Like it's done and over. Good for him. A, fuck you for putting an 18 year old kid in kid in that scenario. B, that's on the owner. Report. That's on the report. Yeah, that's on the that's on the report. That no, no, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. I'm talking about the reporter. Fuck the reporter for putting an 18 year old kid in that scenario. And shout out to the one of the owners of the Winnipeg Jets who personally came to Connor Bedard and had a 20 minute conversation with him and said, "Look, that was unacceptable." Um, us. That's that's the reporter. That's not us. Yeah, that's the reporter. That's not us. The reporters don't answer to the don't answer to the higher ups of the team, which you know, for any free press, you want that. That's what you want. But right. at the on the other side, fucking control your own emotions. I, I think like, it was the same owner who who paid to have four players flown to Adam Johnson's funeral. So yes, that was the same guy. Yes, correct. But like that, I genuinely think those two gestures right there have just. In, ingratiated Winnipeg to a lot more players. Mm-hmm. Sure. They know that yeah. they're going to be treated right by at least one of the owners up there in that ownership group. Right. And, you know, you get, you, you're having people that are signing extensions. Need a writer, need a, need a writer just signed a three year extension over there. Yeah. Now the question becomes what is Winnipeg really as they currently sit third in the central? And yet, did anybody ever see third place for Winnipeg in the Central? Not really. Not really. They're a decent team. They're a decent team, though. Good for them. <laughs> That's basically a lot of a lot of these surprising starts right now can be chalked up to good for them. We're going to talk about a couple of teams that are um, maybe a little more than good for them. Maybe it's holy shit. Maybe they're for real. But for Winnipeg, it's good for them. Yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna do a little bit of uh, some around the league here, but yeah, just get a little general, whip around going. Yeah, just in general though, um, to wrap up the the Corey Perry situation. I, I mean, for people ripping whether it's the team or the player, like all the silence, rip the lawyers because that's that's when you sit there and go read the documents quicker, do yeah. your shit quicker so you can get something out faster. Yeah. Because they're the ones that, I mean, they, they make a shit ton of money too. As somebody who works with lawyers on a daily basis, I can't tell you how many times 
they can look at a document in five seconds and just be like, this is the gist of it. Here's what we're going to do next. But they don't. Figure it out. But they don't. <laughs> they should. Because they do. A lot of them do. But they don't hear. <laughs> but that's my point. The silence, you know, it, don't be ripping Bedard for not having put a statement out. Don't be ripping Corey Perry for waiting a little while to put a statement out. Don't be ripping the team. Like, rip the lawyers. Because that is their job. They and I did say a lot of, and then the so then the team the social media team for the team gets it and they go okay we'll put that out everywhere. Yeah, did see a lot of people saying how can they how can they terminate Corey Perry for for drugs and drinking and all that, and I'll answer that with this: it wasn't the drugs and the drinking that got him canned. It was. <laughs> I don't think Kyle Davidson would go into a press conference alone. By the way. He was the only one that was sent out there by ownership, which is another, which is another, duh, but whatever. He, he took the bullets. I don't think he would have used the word disturbing on seven different occasions if it was just the drinking. Yeah. I'll put it this way. If you go to your company Christmas party and you get hammered, it's not getting drunk that gets you fired. It's when you tell your boss, fuck you, that gets yeah. you fired. Uh, shades of Andy Brickley. Oh boy. Yep. <laughs> you, really? you know about that. You know about that story, right? No, I don't. So his first go around with Messin, he was uh he was replaced by Gord Kluzak for a year. You wanna know why he was replaced by Gord Kluzak for a year? Because he went to the went to the Bruins Christmas party, told Jeremy Jacobs exactly what he thought about him during the during said Christmas party while rip roaring drunk because Jerry Jacobs had denied a raise. And Jacobs fired him on the spot. Wow. <laughs> I mean, there's a little bit of good for him in that too. No, there's a lot of good for him in that because the next year, next year Jacobs was like, Oh, this guy's important. <laughs> right. That, that's one of those things where, you know, we know how Jeremy Jacobs is when it comes to his wallet. So there's a little mm -hmm. bit, I'd say good for him in there for Andy Brickley in that story. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. um, but real So that, that aside now, um, Vancouver's made a couple moves. They they shipped out. The, so the Corey Perry situation really worked out for Vancouver. They're the big winners in all this because with Perry off the roster, they ship Anthony Beauvillier over to Chicago to basically fill in. If you look at the numbers, they're actually very close in production this year when all that started. Over so, a decade younger. I mean, they, the Chicago, you, you, can, you can argue Chicago got better. Maybe, but that's beside the point. Like yeah. they had to fill the the body spot with an NHL player. They did. It cost them minimal in return. I for, I think it was what a fifth or a fifth seventh round pick. Fifth round pick. So like to get an NHL player for a fifth round pick, you take it every time. Every time, especially Bavillier, who scored, who has, who can score in the National Hockey League. Right, and Bavillier can help in the locker room. Like it's not mm -hmm. like he's you know, some locker room fuck up. And, you know, it, it's not like they went out and they got Tyler Bertuzzi earlier in the year when everybody's questioning his efforts, laughing on the bench at Brad Marsh and, you mm. know, all that stuff. So fine. I mean, he's still, he's still getting chewed out by Kiefer not backtracking. So there's that. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll come back to Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> there's plenty to go around to Toronto. Oh, sure thing. But for Vancouver, it freed up the cap space. They go out and they get, 
Nikita Zadorov. Good move for them. Solid move for them. Mm-hmm. And I think it's absolutely hilarious when a move like that happens and fans of we're, – we're going to pick on Bruins fans for a minute. And they go, a fifth and a third. We should have fucking done that in a heartbeat. With you, what? You couldn't. First of all, you didn't have the third to give them. Second of all, you didn't have the cap space to bring them in. Oh, well, just throw this player in there. Throw Matt Grizzly in there. Now you've changed – Turn off trade. franchise mode. You've changed – You've changed the entire equation by throwing in another guy. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you you still and also by the way you still would have needed salary retention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Trade. only reason the, the reason that it it cost a third and a fifth is because Vancouver could take on the entirety of Zadorov's contract. Right, and the only reason why the fifth got thrown in there is because it was within division. Yeah. That was that that was that right there. You have been told what the division tax is now. Yes, correct. Division tax is a fifth round pick. Mm-hmm. If you have a player on an expiring contract who's a we'll call him a number four five defenseman, somewhere in that range. Yeah. That type Mid- of middle bottom middle of the lineup. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like a four five defenseman mm-hmm. type player who's on an expiring contract in the three and a half to five range, mm-hmm. it's going to cost you a third round pick. If it's within your division, it's going to cost you a, a fifth to go with it. Mm-hmm. The price is set. Now that's with no, no retention. So as soon as you start retaining money, now that third turns into give us a second. We're retaining no, oh, you want us to retain half? Well, that's going to be a first, and instead of a third, a fifth. Now that's got to be a third. Mm-hmm. You change mm-hmm. the entire equation. So I do find that reaction hilarious, but I love the deal for Vancouver. Um, Definitely upgrades their third pair. They were playing uh, Mark Friedman for a bit, who's admirable, but not an NHL everyday guy. I um, think Vancouver has more in them as far as trading. Yeah. And and I really think Calgary does, um, but for me, Calgary is fending off the vultures right now. I mean, the funny part is, is they're, I mean, it's funny, but they're they're ten points out of a division spot. But when you when you look at them in the wild card race, they're only five points out from Arizona. Mm-hmm. Who's and they the- only have Nashville to Nashville to leap over. Nashville and right St. Louis. Yeah, Nashville and St. Louis, excuse me. And St. Louis is currently beating the Vegas Golden Knights. So it looks like they will um it's three to one in the second. So it looks like they'll probably grab two points today and jump above the coyotes. Mm-hmm. But they're still within six. Like that's doable. That's why when, when I look at the Edmonton Oilers sitting at 19 points, I sit there and I go, this isn't a runaway. Like, yeah, their start sucked, but they've turned a corner. If they can start getting slightly better goaltending, like their goaltending was never as bad as we were watching. Yeah. Water was going to find its level. They're on a four game winning streak. Like that was going to happen. They're going to claw their way back up. The question is, can they claw their way back up? far enough 
Don't count on McDavid and McDry Mc Mc Jesus McDavid and Drysaddle. Don't count them out. McJesus. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't count them out. I. I right. actually think they can do it. Mm-hmm. It's going to be very fucking close, and they're a team that's going to be very interesting to watch at come trade deadline because, regardless of what they do, they still need to bring in a goaltender. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's first priority. And, and so I, I still look at Edmonton. This is one of the things I know we said we we're going to do some rapid fire kind of around the league. So yeah. I want to know your thoughts and I'll, I'll share mine. We'll do, we'll do quick one liners, which you know, us and tangents um, buyers. We'll do our best. <laughs> when you, when, when we go through these teams, I want to know, are they a, Currently, if, if we're going into trade talks right now with this team, are they buying? Are they selling? Or are they sitting there going, whoa, time out. We got to wait a little while. We're not quite sure which way we're going. Mm-hmm. All right. Those are the three options. We'll start in the East. And we're going to go through it based off of the wild card standings. Because Florida proved last year you can squeak into a wild card spot and still make noise. Or you could squeak into a wild card spot while you can – you can sneak into a wild card spot, make the Stanley Cup Finals while doing absolutely nothing at the trade deadline. Yep. So let's start with our hometown, Boston Bruins. Buyer. No question. You are what your record says you are. I, I agree. Um, yeah. I, I think it's buying to a point of not being stupid about it, though. By the way, um, you want to talk about a team that has that's having goaltending issues. The Edmonton Oilers are currently up on the Carolina Hurricanes 4 nothing. With 5.36 left in the first period, the Oilers have scored four goals on 10 shots. Who's in goal for Carolina? I know um, somebody who is struggling. (laughs) Zach Diamond just has scored the last two goals. Connor McDavid merely has two assists. (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, uh, Connor P- Anti Ranta was no uh, Pietro Chekhov was in, gave up three goals on six shots. Anti Ranta came in, gave up a goal on his first shot. <laughs> wow! Talk about someone who's a bit though. Now I can see why they haven't been calling up Kochekov. His game has slipped quite a bit. It has. It has definitely. Now that being said, if I'm Edmonton, I look at that and I go, maybe I can take advantage of that. I can fix him. <laughs> the thing with Edmonton, the only reason why I would applaud that type of move is because they fucking tried something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like even right now, I can't I can't rip them too hard for sending Campbell down to Ro- Rochester, right? Uh Bakersfield. Bakersfield, thank you. I don't know why I was thinking Rochester, um, but you, you can't you can't fault them for it because they literally said to him, "Hey, we know you can play better than this. Take some time, go down there, work with coaches, get some time." They put them on two games a weekend rotation. Mm-hmm. You know, get some time, get your shit together, work with some coaches. He said, "Can I bring in my own guy?" And they said, "Absolutely, whatever you think will help." We're going to help you out with it. They mm-hmm. provided him support and said, we want you to be as successful as possible. Now he's had some rough go of it, but he's also had some good starts. Mm-hmm. So it, it's trying something within the means that they have 
Otherwise, you're throwing a third out there for, let's say, Jake Allen. That doesn't work. Now you're chasing. Now you're chasing. Would you? Would you? Because they just Montreal just signed uh, a to a three-year extension. I don't know if a third is too much. I, I would say it's probably a little too much for Jake Allen, just given where his contract is, what the uh, uh, Montreal goaltending situation looks like, because they still got Primo in there too. Mm-hmm. So Primo's got in some games too. There was a lot it, of. It, it feels like they're praising him out though. Primo? No, uh, Allen. Right. There was a lot of talk about Matembo being the one that uh, Edmonton was targeting because he didn't have the contract. Now mm-hmm. that he's got the contract, I have a feeling they went, okay, well, now that that deal's done, what's the situation with Jake Allen? Now, right. the difference with a guy like Jake Allen is you have two younger guys in Campbell and obviously younger in Skinner. Jake Allen's been around the block a bit. So, like... That is very much a veteran, I don't want to say mentorship, but bringing a guy like him into the locker room changes it versus if you try and go out and get a guy like Kochekov who's struggling a lot more than he's used to at lower levels. Mm-hmm. But getting a, getting a guy like Allen, uh, I, I think I've mentioned this on the show before and I'll mention it again. When that guy gets hot. Oh, he's on fire. Oh my God. He has like, I don't like that guy is one of the streakiest goaltenders in, in, in the league. But when he gets on a heater, he is fucking unreal. Remember Jake Allen God mode in the playoffs. And like, I think it was 2016, 2017. Oh yeah. No, it's unbelievable when he's on his game, but you know, who else is shown to be unbelievable when he's on, when he's on his game too. You, you have a couple other options in that. Soderblom looks good in Chicago. He's an option. Good. <laughs> About as much as you can over there. It's the same thing as saying, well, Mackenzie Blackwood. Like, that's a no-brainer. Call fucking San Jose. We know that it's just going to cost you an extra fifth-round pick because it's in division, but Mackenzie Blackwood certainly ain't the problem in San Jose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If anything, he's the reason why they rank slightly one spot higher than Chicago right now. You know, good for them. They have been ever since that losing streak. I believe they have a a a winning record. I believe they're seven six and one. Um, I'm not sure in that last what is that 14 game stretch. Um, yeah. I mean, they still have given up 106 goals, and they are far that is, worst. That is that is a stupid number. They're a it's minus. Not a Mm-hmm. What's oh, that? they're still bad. They're still bad, but they're actually playing with a little bit of pride right now. So good for them. No, oh, yeah, no, for sure. Um, yeah. But definitely sellers. Oh, they're sellers. Yeah, they're sellers. Anything that's not nailed down. Anything that's not named Will Smith. Anything that's not named Will Smith. Anything that's not nailed down. Do you want to slightly use Mark Edward Vlasic? Please, please. Hey, you know what? There's some teams that if if San Jose is willing to retain on that deal, there's some teams that could use that type of player and hope that he can turn it around a little bit and use him as that you know fifth, sixth, seventh. Third pair shelter. Oh yeah. No. Let me ask you this: Dude was a Canadian Olympic shut down defender in his prime. Let me ask you this: because they got a bunch of cap space, they just went out and got another forward. 
Buffalo. Eric Robinson. Yeah, Eric. They just got Eric Robinson, a, a fourth liner with size. Um, but they could use the help on the back end. They already yeah. have uh, what's his name, um, Johnson. Yeah, they got from Colorado. Eric Johnson. Connor Clifton has been a unmitigated disaster over there. Yeah, I mean he's still young. He's still learning. He's adapting to getting over there, but it's just not good. He's been so bad though. It's been so bad. But when you also have the goaltending over there is, is interesting because Comrie sucked. Comrie uh, has very badly. Pekka Lukanen has been their best goaltender so far. Yeah. Devin, Which I, I think you kind of called at the beginning of the season. I, I I told you, Devin Levi's just not ready. Yeah. And 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 as much as we also agreed. <laughs> and then the thing is, is as much as we say it about Mason Lori, that's okay. That's okay. It's okay. Now, that being said, as you say, Buffalo is always a year away from being a year away. <laughs> That's the question that favorite line. <laughs> so, but I mean, at what point when you have the talent of now, you also got to remember with Buffalo, Tage Thompson's been out most of the year. No, they finally got him back. He's supposed to play again tomorrow against the Bruins. Mm-hmm. Last, I think it was yesterday when he was playing, they had him playing on the wing. Yeah, getting getting more acclimated to yeah, he dominated last year down the middle. So they gotta find a way to get him back in the middle because he's clearly most comfortable over there. Mm-hmm. I mean, put him in the middle with Zach Benson on the left. That's gonna that that is got the makings as long as the chemistry is there, because nothing shows chemistry more like what we saw with the uh, Brad Marsh and quote unquote demotion. Mm-hmm. I, I love yeah. how everybody threw their hands up going, he's getting demoted. And it's like, no, they don't look at their lines that way. Like, no. no. Uh, they look at fit. But it worked. That's the big mm-hmm. thing. It fucking worked. He scored their last four goals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I think, but I think in Buffalo's case, I think the year away from being year away, there's a, there's a solution here. Get rid of Granado. You think it's the coach? He's, he's not the guy. He's not the guy. He's not the guy to bring him to that next step that they that they should have taken this year. That's the kind of team I, I'm curious to see how a guy like Claude Julian could handle. Claude Julian. Oh man. That's a Claude Julian is so if Granado is the we need you to get us to the thing that to the place that doesn't suck. Julian is the we need to get you to the playoffs. And then Right. I think Julian's got kind of a limited shelf life because of health stuff, though. I know. I'm not saying he's the guy. I just think like a was, Julian type. Yeah, I think he would be. And if you take him for sure, like he would be interesting to see how it would be if he was the next guy. I I, I got a I got a potential hire for you. Sheldon yeah. Keith signed a two year contract extension. It looks like they're not getting rid of him anytime soon. Top assistant. Guy Boucher. That you're only gonna need you're only gonna need him for a couple of years. Boucher's uh track record precedes him. He'll have an unbelievable first season and then just wear out his welcome. What about a, another oh, yeah. what about a guy like Bruce Boudreau? Maybe. Maybe. I don't think he's defensive. I don't think he's defensively inclined enough. I'm thinking of more but look at more, their structure 
But what I'm saying is, is look at their team. They're not a defensive based team. They're not. Okay. So they're like, not a defensive based team. Absolutely. No, but this they, team, they, they are go, go their offense, their offense. And if you want to, if you want to hire Boudreaux to carry, take care of their strengths, so be it. But Chris, this team plays no structure right now. No, this team does not have a defensive structure. No. I think you need wait. Cause so when you said Julian, I, I think you're on the right track. Bruce Cassidy. Yeah, like a Bruce Cassidy type. Exactly. A a, a coach that's all structure. Oh, yeah. And Gabe Boucher's coaching is entirely predicated on one structure. The one three one You know what, though? As much as I don't want this to happen, you know who could do wonders with this team? Mm. Jim Montgomery. Yeah. Oh, Jim Montgomery would have them in a playoff spot. I, 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 no doubt in my mind. But, um, but they need structure. That's what they need. Start with Boston, clear buyer. Uh, yeah. Right behind them, Detroit. Are you buyer? Detroit hype. Are they for real in your eyes? And the fact that they went out and signed and actually won the Patrick Kane sweepstakes did that change anything for you? So that didn't change anything for me. I think there's they were still buyers regardless of whether or not they got Patrick Kane. I don't know how much of a difference Patrick Kane is going to make. The hip resurfacing surgery is a huge deal. He is now the fifth player to come back from it. And the success rate for players coming back from that in at lasting more than one season is 50%. You want to know how many total games have been played by people, by players coming back from hip resurfacing surgery between four players? Isn't it less than 183? Two of them never played again. It's. It's it, it's a extremely risky proposition, and 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 Stevie Y is putting his dick on the table right now with this. He is hitching a lot on Patrick Kane. Which I mean, if you're gonna if you're going to pick a player to hitch your wagon to in that way, a guy who's a three time Stanley Cup winner, multi hundred point season player, you know, uh, I believe he won this um, the Conn Smythe in one of their runs. Mm-hmm. Like that's the guy that you kind of want to go down with. All of that in a vacuum makes sense, but I keep coming back to this kind of surgery chews you up and spits you out. Oh yeah. So they only signed him to a one-year deal. They signed him to a one-year deal for two point seven five. Now, granted, it's prorated, but I mean they it's also prorated. But yes. So if I'm them, I'm not crying over the two point seven five. Uh, the the potential upside. I my thing is is they have to shelter him. Mm-hmm. They deeply, deeply. But if Patty Kane is on your third line, like that's. But he, then you he's loaded. Him, he's loaded without Patrick Kane. Right, but then you can put him on the power play with DeBrinket and with Larkin, and with you know I would say probably mm-hmm. David Perron. Like those four guys, and then you put Ben Sherratt on D. That puck's moving around. I, I think they're for real, and I think they're buyers, and I think, man, the uh, the uh, the goalie trade market is going to be saturated because I think they're another team that needs to upgrade over there. That's my biggest concern with them. James mm-hmm. Reimer has the nine one seven save percentage 2.3 goals against average 
but he's not getting results. He's 500 in six. You want to know? Well, he has those stats. Do you want to know why he he's 500? Because he'll follow up these sparkling games with fucking duds. He's not. He's so inconsistent. We've seen it when he was in Toronto too. Like Jake Allen, when his game is good, he plays at a super high level. The problem is, is you're mm-hmm. you're you're getting worse play, but better results from Billy Huso. He's winning two to two games to every one game he's losing. He's eight and four, but his save that's weird. Like trying to square that's strange. They're getting well, worse results by Huso, but Huso's getting they're getting worse results, but they're getting better results. Huso's <laughs> games, but he's giving up three point four eight as goals against average and an eight nine one save percentage. Mm-hmm. So, like, Alex Lyon has been their best goaltender through five games. Which, mm-hmm. after last year, what he did with Florida, I think a lot of people kind of were like, "Let's see what he can do." There's a reason. Is he the upgrade? Great. Is he the upgrade? Well, he's at 947 with a save percentage and a 161 goals against. He's played just shy of 300 minutes, though. So he's, but he's four and one. Mm-hmm. So, like, right now, he's their number one. So, so wild. But Huso is eight and four in 13 games. So, like, the fuck do you do? Mm-hmm. You know? I, I mean,. <sighs> If if you're Detroit, yeah, you want to buy, but like one of the things you want to buy is a better goaltender. Mm-hmm. But you can't because you got fucking three of them. <laughs> you know what they say: if you have three goaltenders, you have none. You have none. Well, the saying used to be: if you have two, you have none. But now but it's when you have two. You have two. Well, yeah, when you have two, it's ha ha. My two are better than your two. Yeah, right, exactly. But you got Alex Lyon and Billy Huso signed both this year and next year. James Reimer is the one whose contract comes up at 1.5 mil. Like, I mean, James James Reimer is the kind of guy that you can ship back to San Jose because they ship Blackwood up to Edmonton. <laughs> Problem is he's got a modified no-move clause. You know what would be a good fit over there in, in, in that sort of trade? Get one more defenseman? Mario Ferraro. Oh, for Detroit? Yeah, I think he'd be a good fit over there. He would definitely be helpful. That's a name that's going to come up a lot on the uh, on the trade deadline talks. Um, yep. But I, I agree. If I'm Detroit, I'm looking to buy. I'm looking to strengthen my back end. And, I mean – get a good look at Patty Kane as quickly as I can. Cause if I need to go out and get a forward to replace him, I want to throw him on LTIR as soon as I can. Right. That's well, That's a, like, I, th- I think a lot of people are forgetting. This is an extremely fluid situation with Kane right now, but that's also a double-edged sword. Cause as soon as I throw him on LTIR, now I have to cap bank more cap space daily just to accrue more at the deadline to go get said other forward. Mm-hmm. So it's just like sort of a snake eating its own tail. <laughs> if they're not careful, yeah. And and that's kind of the same thing that, that Boston is in. Um, but real quick, I'll, I'll circle back to that. Florida, I'm buying if I'm them. I don't know what I'm selling, but I'm buying. They're, they're, they're the team that I look at as the biggest threat to the Bruins 
in the division. I told you that the Bruins were going to win this division. You did. You called it. And so far, so far, you're so far, you're right. And about a week ago, Florida's only four points behind, though. Uh, seven. They're seven points behind. Uh, five. Oh. Five. They just won. Oh, okay, fine. Five. But that means they're now in second. They just leapfrogged yeah. over Detroit as well. But Florida is the one team mm-hmm. that I look at and I go, that's the team that Boston has to worry about when it comes to the division. But I would be more worried about them playing them in the playoffs. Like whether you whether you have the one seed or the two seed, yeah, I'd love to be right that the Bruins win the division. Fine. But let, let's be real. Florida is a team I don't want to play in the, in the playoffs, especially after last season. This team already sees ghosts in the final five minutes when there's no goalie in the other net. We yeah. don't seeing the team in the playoffs that gave them those ghosts. I, I, I do. I will say that I do like the, the recent development of, um, of uh, the Bruins winning their games against, against Florida or yes. they're, they're two and zero against them so far. Yes. And actually you I, I, I may rephrase that too. I want Florida because they want their fucking revenge. And when this team wants revenge, they go fucking get it. Yeah, exactly. So maybe that, that take is a work in progress, but uh, we'll jump over to the top three in the Metro, New York, Carolina, Philly. Are, do you see any of them? Like if you call them right now, are they telling you we're waiting? Are you, are they telling you, yeah, we got some stuff for you or we want to buy from you? Rangers are a clear cup contender for me. Um, I think I think Florida's a cautious buyer. I'm, I'm sorry, Carolina is a cautious buyer. That's fair. I I think Philly is saying, whoa, 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 let's wait. I think Philly's the one that's saying that right now. They're waiting. They yeah, are- I think they're, I think they're definitely waiting for sure. Yeah, because um, the Islanders are just a point behind them. So you kind of got to see how that continues to roll out. Toronto's the, got the first wild card. <laughs> they want to buy, but they've got no room. Yeah. They just put they just put John Klingberg on, Klingberg on LTIR, but that gives them no room to maneuver still. Right. Now, <laughs> it, that's, that's a team where I look at and I go – if they make a deal to buy, they're making a hockey trade and yeah. they're losing somebody. I would guess probably a bigger piece like a Willie Nylander. Mm-hmm. Um, just because you, if you sell Willie Nylander and you get back, you know, two or three pieces that fill out the rest of your roster that cost the same amount of money. That, I mean, that's exactly what the Bruins did in the offseason with Taylor Hall. Uh-huh. And we're seeing the benefits of it through guys like James Van Riemsdyk, more um, uh, geeky and through Danton Heinen, especially. So yeah. it it's proven that it can be done. Uh, I just don't know how well Brad Treliving can do it. So if I'm them, I'm kind of waiting. I don't know if Treleving knows what he wants to do with this roster right now. I wouldn't be. Um, he seems like he seems like he's kind of stuck between stations a little bit, doesn't he? 
well, yeah, because the last the last guy who uh, who mentioned the thought of breaking up the core four got canned. <laughs> he was he was he was a Nats wing from trading Mitch Marner. Like you you like you knew like with the power of hindsight, you fucking knew. Like he was looking at that. Oh yeah. And not just looking at that, he was like, I'm gonna fucking do it. And Shanahan was like, No, you're not. The fuck you are, you're fired. What exactly? Um Islanders. I'm waiting if I'm the Islanders. I'm waiting. I don't know what I am. I have no idea what I am. I mean, they're in the second wild card spot right now. They are a boring team to watch that plays a heavy defensive game sometimes. But, and then, but yeah, they play a heavy defensive game until they blow a 4-1 lead against uh, San Jose, uh, lose it in overtime, and uh, hit two posts in that overtime. Yeah, Sorokin isn't the Sorokin that we thought we were getting at this time. But We're still getting a good Sorokin, but we're not getting otherworldly Sorokin. Right, but goalies like that are going to slump. Like We've seen a drop-off in Andre Vasilevsky, which if I'm the Tampa Bay Lightning, same thing as Toronto. I want to be buying but I don't have a lot of currency to make a purchase, nor do I have a lot of room to put that purchase. So I'm kind of waiting if I'm still them too. Plus, Vassy's still kind of getting back into it. I'm not sure what I have in goal just yet. Like, I know what its peak is, but I don't yeah, know. He, I mean, he just he, he shut out the, the Dallas Stars, and but two games before, he got pumped for six goals on 20 shots in two periods. From the same Stars. So literally in two games against the same team, you got two polar opposite results. Right. So you that that's a team that has no idea what the fuck they are. Um, one point behind them is Washington. I think I know. I think they know who they are. They just the start was nice. The start was nice, but I think they're sellers because you got to figure out the Kuznetsov situation, man. Yeah, that's a weird you, one. You got to figure that out. You got to figure that out now, right now. Yeah. It is. It is reaching critical mass. That's one of those things where you have to make a decision with whatever direction you want to take the franchise and mm -hmm. go with it. There is no right or wrong because right now this year, the worst thing they can do is do nothing because they still have the Ovechkin record that they're going for regardless mm -hmm. and yet they're contending. So to go all in, to go in for it does make sense. Uh, but again, when you got a team like New Jersey, Pittsburgh, they're in the hunt right behind them, along with Montreal. Montreal should, should 100% sell. They're just not pushing in the right direction just yet. And that's okay. We, we knew. They're two or three years away. That's fine. Pittsburgh, I think, has to buy because they've put their chips on the table. Pittsburgh has to buy because they they have put themselves in an untenable situation. It's the Carlson situation. Yep. Did you have anything more on the Devils? Need a goalie. Pretty simple. Um, neither goaltenders pl played up to their par. That being said, now that they are getting healthier, Jack Hughes comes back. Um, Nico Heshire should be back shortly. They might be able to weather the storm and wait until one of these guys find their game. Mm -hmm. Agreed.
because right now there are three points out of a play out of the top wild card spot, and which is three points out of the third spot in the Metro. So we know what those goalies are capable of. Vanacek gets can get hot. Schmidt can get real hot. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're they're behind in the division, but they're not totally out of the realm. Uh, you know, we were joking around about them accidentally winning the division coming into the year, but it looks like New York might do that one. And New York is like another class in the Metro right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, and then just to round out the Eastern Conference, we got Buffalo, Columbus, and Ottawa. Now, if I'm Buffalo, I actually consider buying. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they just went out and added today. Eric Robinson. Yep. Um, I still think there's more for them to do. Mm-hmm. And they've yeah. got a, a deep prospect pool that can allow them to make a big splash. A deep and, prospect pool and still a lot of cap space. And a ton of cap space. Weaponize mm-hmm. the cap space. Like, that's why I sit there and I go, a guy like Vlasic would make sense for them mm-hmm. because they won't have to pay nearly as much as any other team because they can take on the contract. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, retain retention would be helpful for a contract like that. But at the end of the day, if you can get Mark Edward Vlasic for a six round pick, because you don't have to have them retain anything. That's not bad. Do you try to go a little more though? Do you try to go a little more or is, are you still, are we, are you, are you still trying to shore up that bottom pair? Uh, I mean, if I can get a, if I can, I I'm calling Calgary. First of all, any team that's a buyer right now needs to call Calgary because Chris Tanev, Tanev, Zadorov's off the board. Hannafin's still available. Lindholm probably can be had. So like, especially if I, if I'm a team like Buffalo where I know Calgary doesn't want to retain Tanev. Yeah. You know, and that was a big thing that held up the Toronto Maple Leafs getting one of those guys. Cause they wanted Zadorov and Tanev and would have needed almost close to 50% retain just to think about it happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like, that's what happens when you pay John Klingberg $4 million. Fucking idiot. It, Morgan Riley's contract isn't all that great either. So I wouldn't have been surprised if Morgan Riley was a piece going the other direction to make the money work. That would be insane for Toronto. I th- I don't think it's a great contract. I think Morgan Riley's a solid number two, but he's being paid like a number one superstar. Right. And he's not. No. So but Ottawa's another interesting one. Columbus. Um, see, if I'm Columbus... The only piece that I'm really thinking about selling, and that's only because it doesn't really seem to be working anymore. It's Line, it's a. line a. Yeah. And Line A, we've seen it before. He gets the new team bump. You know? At what point do we just sort of at what point do we just sort of go, um, maybe it's him? Oh, I'm already there. Okay. Uh, I'm already saying it's Patrick Line. However, that being said, if I'm a team trying to make a playoff push that I need a little extra oomph in scoring, if I can find a way to make Patrick Line work, because he's on, what, a four-year deal that kicked in this year? Yes. I'll get a good solid three years out of him. 
minimum. I'm okay with that. He's a 40 goal scorer. Guy can snipe. Guy can snipe. He can't do much else, though. The question is, is what team, first of all, what team do you want to see him go to? But we'll we'll, we'll come back to line A because, you know, obviously large docket. We're partway, we're mostly through the uh, first half here. Um, but would you agree with that? Columbus, really the only piece they're selling is line A and Ottawa. I'm waiting, honestly, because I got to see what else. I'm I waiting because I've only played 20 games. Yeah. Yeah, right. I played 20 games. I don't have my true 3C because he's on suspension. I don't have, you know, a bunch of players because of injury. Like, they've, they've had a lot of issues. So, I'm just waiting. You know, there's there's no need to rush it at this point. I don't think they're going to go on a on a – let's see. If you look at Columbus, they played seven games fewer than Columbus. I don't think they're going to go on a seven-game win streak and creep up 14 points. But – God forbid that actually happened. Yeah, that puts them three points behind the Bruins. Yeah, like who, who do you who do you think you are, Arizona? Like, oh, Arizona's been on a heater. Mm-hmm. Five straight Cup winners. So let's quickly go for a quick commercial break. We'll come back. We'll blow through the Western Conference, and then we'll revisit some of those trade options: the Line A's, the the Tanevs, Lindholms, etc. Um, unless you got any other thoughts real quick before we, we get a word from our sponsors. I think I'm good, buddy. All righty. We will be right back. Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. Tonight, there are 13 games on the slate, including Tampa Bay going into Nashville as an underdog, so definitely take a look. Download the app now and use THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting at just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN, only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 888- 789-7777 or visit ccp.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. cdkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. And welcome back to Puck Off. Shout out to our friends over at DraftKings. Um, keep the lights on for us. We appreciate that. Uh, Love you. Love you. I mean it. Absolutely. You know what? And it's fun, too. You know, it's fun to throw a little bit, you know, even if you don't have massive amounts of disposable income i mean right now a good bet arizona they're playing really well got to keep an eye on it though because it can't keep up forever can they no they can't oh uh what if yeah so let's finish up what we were doing this one uh, i'd just say rapid fire them colorado dallas winnipeg bye bye 
conservative buy. Yeah. Vegas. Buy. LA. Buy. They're really good. I was wrong about them. They're really good. I told you. I told you they were going to be better than you thought. Yep, you were right. You were Talbot's right. On- Talbot's been, been fantastic. But I told you, he was set for a bounce back here. Mm-hmm. I didn't uh, believe you. But you were right on Vancouver, so it washed. And, and uh, the thing is, is they're, uh, LA is only ahead of Vancouver right now because they got four games in hand, which is funny to say then fucking December 5th. Yeah, that's schedule makers fucking drunk. Uh, Vancouver, I think, is I, Vancouver, I think, is solid by maybe leaning a little bit towards conservative buy, but I think they're a solid buyer. Yeah, I, I would go solid. Now, I want to do the wild card rankings backwards for the West, just because that's where we're going to start getting into some of the, the trade talk. Chicago, what are you doing with if you're Chicago? Um, is there something that rhymes with Macklin that says that they're tanking for him? Mm, not that I can think of <laughs> right right now. If I'm Chicago, honestly, though, I sit tight. I've got what? Seven, eight RFAs up front. Let's see. We got Gutman, Reichel, Entwistle, Johnson, Anderson, Kachuk, and Radish. All RFAs at the end of this season. That's Boris, Kachuk, not uh, Makachuk yeah. for people. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm also going to be losing. Oh, and then also, um, Alex Vlasic and, mm-hmm. uh, is it Crevier? Uh, Louis Crevier, who, uh, just made his debut, um, today and is now, and not today. He made his debut their last game. He's now the tallest player in the NHL. Good for him. Good for him. They're going to be RFAs at the end of the season, as well as losing Jared Tenorti and Nikita Zaitsev. Uh, are those losses well as far as unrestricted free agency and then the forward grouping tyler johnson anthony bovillier nick felino uh i didn't realize bovillier was actually on an expiring contract yeah i i think they're gonna work to try to re-sign him um the one that i'm 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 interested about is nick felino because he brings so much to the locker room as we saw here in boston but at the same time, I can see him not wanting to stay past this year. Yeah. Thanks for the $4 million, boys. I'm going to go play with my brother in Minnesota. Yeah, that wouldn't be a bad idea for them. No. Um, Tyler Johnson is interesting. I've looked at him as a target for a lot of, of trade deadlines. The problem is, is he hasn't been healthy. This year, he's playing really well. He's finally healthy. And you know what? I can see him wanting to stay. Yeah, kind of establishing himself, ending his career as kind of a mentor over there. Well, he's also only 33. So, like, he's at... He's an old 33, though. <laughs> 33, but he's at 5 million right now. Yeah. You, you Could you... Would you go 5 by 15? Mm. 38? If I'm Tyler Johnson, I am going after my last contract, but I don't know if it's going to be five years. Four for... Basically, AAV of three, three and a half. That's about right. I would say three years. I would say, I would say, yeah, three years. I I mean, I would go three years. That takes you to your 35 plus contract. If everything is still well and good, you can do a couple of those with some bonuses in them. 
yeah, with any team you want. So that works. I, I would say maybe three and a half. You know, it's going to take a small pay cut, but Bavillier, you know, they got to ingratiate him pretty well to the team. I just don't see a piece, barring them being able to get out from the Seth Jones contract, there's nothing uh-huh. they really push out the door because everybody else is still young. And the number one thing you have to figure out is who does Connor Bedard want to have around? Mm-hmm. It's going to get to the point where they're going to start Crosbying him and being like, he's going to be like the de facto GM for a while. I mean, there are other guys like Lucas Reichel. He ain't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, I, I don't think Kachuk is going to go anywhere either. He's been pretty solid for him. Radish is coming around, but you know, and whistle has been a solid bottom guy, but I could certainly see him getting something for him in return. Mm-hmm. You know, for, for a team, you know, Boston being an example, looking for a tough guy on the bottom line. Um, I, I, Pat Maroon's name has been thrown around for Boston. Jesus Christ. Did you see that clip of him, of, of him trying to negate an icing? No, I have not. Um, Seek it out if you can and watch his skating. Oh, boy. Uh, hang on. I'll see if I can find it for you, actually. One sec. Like he skates like old people fuck. <laughs> um so breaking five minutes ago in the uh, baseball front, the yeah, Yankees got Soto. All star Juan Soto. There we go. Gotta love when uh when baseball breaks in fucking hockey world. But uh but again, we we can fairly agree upon selling in Chicago. If the deal makes sense, yeah. Otherwise, mm-hmm. hold that. Uh, San Jose, sell the fucking keys. <laughs> like, Mike Greer, Mike Greer should be like, I've seen enough. Like we said, if if your name's not Will Smith, you uh, you welcome anything out of town. Yes, Edmonton, yeah, you can get anything. <laughs> Edmonton needs to focus on buying either a bottom pair defenseman. Or a massive goalie move. I mean, they've already they've already told uh, one of their top defensive prospects he could seek out a trade because they need help in their bottom pair, and they're not giving they're not helping themselves by playing Philip Broberg in the bottom pair. Right. Um, that that that's a phone call that you might want to pick up the phone for the Anaheim Ducks because they mm-hmm. are a solid defensive core. Honestly, at this point, if I'm the Ducks, I mean, I'm not saying I'm looking to buy, but I ain't looking to sell either. If I'm Pat Verbeek, I'm holding all my cards and being like, no, I'm just going to let, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to let this grow right now. I'm going to let it grow. Um, Leo Carlson, Leo Carlson and Pavel Michnikov are, are two of my pillars that I've found this year. Would you consider selling Frank Vetrano? Oh, 100%. Even though, even though you have him for next year too, you, you can get something for that. You can get something for that, especially with that extra year. That extra year is gonna that that extra year is gonna pay is gonna hit pay dirt. Here's my question though: You know it works with him. Why would you want to give that up for a player with another year 
on under his belt. Uh, if it works well enough, why wouldn't he want to stay? I mean, I I mean, I get that. I, that depends on the that depends on his contract. I don't know if he has a no move in his deal. I don't think he does. No, he's got no trade protection of any sort. Mm-hmm. So I guess yeah. that, that I mean that depends on him. Like, do you have that, that conversation with him? Hey, do you want to stay? Do you want to be part of? Do you want to be part of the leadership core in here? That's the conversation I'm having with him because yeah. he very easily can take over the one of the letters from like Silverberg. Mm-hmm. You know, Silverberg. I'll, I'll put it this way: of the two, I'd rather move on from Silverberg because he costs more. He's a UFA at the end of this season. He's like the most mid player you can think of, too. <laughs> right, him and Adam Henrique. Like, yeah, I I know, and I've had the conversation with Dom before. They are very valuable to this organization, both on the ice, off the ice, all around. So I'm not shopping them, but like a guy like Henrique, I should expect my phone to ring from certain teams. Mm-hmm. You know, I I just I should be expecting it. My my defense. I mean, do you want to send Labushkin back to Buffalo? You just got him. <laughs> So nah, I'm, keeping, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping Labushkin. I'm keeping that defense together. I'm keeping the defense together, and I'm keeping my goalies together because they fucking work. Unless somebody blows your dick off for John Gibson. But even then, like, past two years from now, I have to deal with Lucas Dostal's extension. Mm-hmm. So at least I have cost certainty in Gibson. He's still playing well. Again, your doors have to be blown off. Exactly, exactly. You you have to like a GM has to call has to call Pat Verbeek, and Pat Verbeek has to like hang up the phone for a minute so he can like just let the ecstasy flow through him. (laughs) It has to be that kind of deal. But it's also one of those things where when you look at it, right? First of all, forget the cap, the dollars for a minute, right? The negotiation is going to go like this. Hey, Pat, it's the Devils. We want Gibson. What do you and, want, Tom? And he goes, sweet. We start with Luke Hughes. <laughs> You've got a goaltender. Hello? Hello? <laughs> I, want, I want your best prospect. Mm-hmm. I'm starting high. I'm getting high, but I'm starting high as well. Yeah. But I go, I sit there and I go, Luke Hughes. Now we've got to make the money work. So who's coming with him? Does Tom budge on Luke Hughes? Because now I've got to take on your bad contract to make the money work for my goalie who's on a good contract for you. I don't have to sell them. I'm doing you the solid. Mm-hmm. So instead of saying, oh, here's, you know, instead of going pin a first round pick to your bad contract and get the contract off your books, it's pin a top prospect with this guy and you get the goalie you're looking for. Does Tom Fitzgerald upset the apple cart there, though? Probably not. No, not not yeah. for Gibson. 
No, 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 no. Yeah, because because you, you, Jack Hughes is a franchise player. I think I think that's safe. Luke. I think that's safe to say. I said Luke. No, Jack, no, no, definitely no, a franchise. No, 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 no. Hang on. Jack Hughes yeah. is a franchise player. Luke Hughes is his brother. Oh yeah, he's no. not gonna fuck shit up if you're trading his brother. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe he says, "Get my brother out of town." <laughs> I can't stand him. This this is the kind of thing, and 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 real quick, uh, just because we are going on our tangents as we know we do, um, most most of these other teams I think are going to end up having to wait. Uh, Seattle, Minnesota, Calgary is the one team right now that's in a sell mode, and that's only because everybody's trying to pick the the bottom fruit. Uh, Nashville, they're still in it, so I don't see Soros going uh, anywhere. Anywhere. Tyson Berry's on his way out the door. Tyson Berry's the one Buffalo should be calling on. They got room. They can make something happen. And he's a top four uh, defenseman. Berry's not I, a fit I, in Nashville. No. Now, are there other teams that that he would work with? Absolutely. Absolutely. Detroit should mm-hmm. be picking up the phone. They, they, you know, Carolina, they could use some help on the back end. As weird as that is to say, they're just giving up too many goals. Maybe Tyson she- Barry. Oh. Uh, fuck, Tyson Barry might be traded tomorrow. Did you hear B- Barry Trotz's comments on him? What did he say? We didn't trade for you so you could retire here. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> you know, exact you know- quote. You know what? I'm going to throw this out there. Sleeper team for Tyson Barry, the Coyotes. Coyotes are that would that would make that would make the top four top four. That would that that would that there would be four top four defensemen if they got Tyson Barry. That's what I'm saying. You yeah. go to having um, yeah, and just wait till they start getting healthy too. I mean, look at the guys that they have on LTIR: Voracek, Weber, and Little, and. <laughs> very good <laughs> when they start getting these guys healthy again holy shit oh man just you wait Voracek's gonna 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 supply that veteran leadership meanwhile meanwhile every third tweet about him is about how hammered he used to get in his playing days that guy he is a amazing twitter follow by the way jacob Voracek. i'll have to check him out uh <laughs> on honestly the, the guy that you may if you're arizona sell high on is Connor Ingram. Oh yeah. Vamelka's my goalie. Is he? He's a year yes. older than Connor Ingram. Vamelka's my goalie. I I think I think um I think Vamelka has proved has more of a body, a proven body of work. And with Ingram you are more likely to be able to sell high. Sure. Here's my yeah. question to you. Uh, based off of where you are as an organization, okay, uh, as Arizona, as, as Arizona. the Coyotes, yeah, okay. why not look to sell both? I mean, they're playing with house money, and we all know it right now. You're not in your window yet, and if but you you're giving both, you're giving your fans a taste. And you're giving your young players a taste of what it's like. These, the, I respect, like, look, like, 
at, on short shift we call the Arizona Coyotes a money laundering organization. Like up yeah, top, in that. up top they are awful until proven otherwise. Like let's get that out of the way. They're awful. They're not a good. They're, they're not a good run organization. The players and the coaches. That's an easy bunch to root for because you see it in their play. They don't give a shit. They know everything they've done already has defied expectation. This entire season's house money. And they're having fun with it. Absolutely. And and they're having fun with it. They should be. And they're winning games. They they just beat the last five Stanley Cup winners all in, in a row. They, they, they were five wins, but I don't know if they beat them in order. But nope, they, that, they, 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 they beat them. They beat them in a row, I believe. I think they, I, I think they went, they went backwards. Did they? Yeah, 22, 21, 20, 19, and 18. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's still something that hasn't happened since World War II. Yeah. And it, it's... when there were six teams. <laughs> Yeah, everybody was a defending cup champion within the last five years. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to pull up a list here of players. The reason why I'm asking, so when I say sell both of them, right, mm-hmm. just to give you a general idea, both of their goaltenders, like I said, 26 and 27, if you sell them off, and you're able to bring in a piece um, to replace them. There's a couple guys out there, like, just throwing some names out there. Mm-hmm. First off, Kachekov. Still young. All right? If you can help Carolina solidify goaltending with, Karelvamelka, but you get Kochekov back and you get younger plus another asset. Keep that in mind. You're going to get, you'd get Kochekov and, you know, a six round draft pick or something. Mm-hmm. You know, a conditional pick based off of playoff performance or something like that. Um, that's one example. If you were to get back um, Spencer Knight. Don't really know what's going on with him in Florida right now. He's still on that conditioning stint. You could also look at getting a guy like Uka Pekalukinen back. Mm-hmm. I mean, swing for the fences and ask for Devin Levi, but UPL is 24. He's still younger than both of those guys. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's a it's a wild situation right now for Arizona because like I love, I love, I, I do. I do really like Carol Vomeka. He is Ingram has taken the job over there. Swap Vomelka for Schmidt in New Jersey. Schmidt's 23. That's definitely an upgrade. Works for both teams. I'd have to look at the money and stuff, but it's not as far off as you'd think. Mm-hmm. They're and just they're, fun, man. And we saw how Vamelka can do last year when his mm-hmm. game is on. Now, I, mean, I don't know yeah. if 
if I'm New Jersey, is Schmidt the guy I want to move or do I want to get out from underneath? Uh, what's his name instead? Vanacek. Vanacek. I mean, it's kind of trending towards that way for Vanacek. It seems like he's is what he is right now, which is kind of like a 1A, 1B tweener. Yeah. We still don't know what Akira Schmidt is. Um, another guy, Yaroslav Askarov. Man. Nashville went on a weird winning streak. And I think that sort of changed their plan a little bit. Kind of felt kind of felt like that. I'd say so. Yeah. But I think I think they need to I think they need to start playing Askarov a little more. And they're they're and by of- a little more, I mean more than zero games, which he right. has played this year right. in the NHL. <laughs> right. See what it, see what you got with them. My point being is it's not it doesn't have to be the massive downgrade that we think because a guy like Schmid would fit their timeline better than Karel Vomelka, who's playing at a level to win now. Mm-hmm. And and honestly, like you could look at it and bring back a guy like Stuart Skinner because yeah, his contract's at 2.6. He's 25. He's still younger mm-hmm. and he's locked up. Is that if a toxic are- asset right now for in, by, by virtue of being in Edmonton? I think so. But also, if you go from the high pressures of Edmonton to the no pressures of Mullet, <laughs> I think you get a different guy. Mm-hmm. You know, a guy who, because when his game is on, he's relaxed. He's, you know, having fun. He's got the stash going, like that kind of thing. That's the Mullet atmosphere. Roll it out there and go get him, baby. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> Edmonton is you better fucking stop that goddamn puck, otherwise we will light your shirt on fire. Yeah, and we'll. Yeah, exactly. And we're called the Oilers, so I mean, right? We have have the ability to do it. (laughs) So I don't know. It's that's such a weird situation for them right now for Edmonton. It's just are they that they're better than they were? They're they're better than the team that got Jay Woodcroft fired. But they're not as good as this team that Chris Knobloch is currently coaching. You know what they're going to end up doing? They're going to throw out a very late round pick and end up with a guy like Dan Vladar. Fire Ken Holland. If that happens. I already told you how I feel about him. Fire him. Like, get him out of there if that happens. I don't think he's making the decisions over there. You're probably right. So, I mean, and if he is, he's getting the Shanahan treatment. (laughs) <laughs> you will make the decisions that I will tell you to make, but I'll make it look like it was your idea. That's a bad decision. We're not doing it. That's a good decision. That was my idea. <laughs> yeah, right. The um, what it's the uh, jo- the old Jordan Peele filmmaking quote: "Everything that I do in every movie I make is intentional, unless you hated it, in which case that was a complete accident." Real, real quick, I blinked, and now that it's the third period, Vegas is up five to three, and they have forty-four shots to St. Louis is twenty-two. Vegas is so good, man. I hate it. I hate how good they are. Oh, I want to see that in the playoffs. I want to see them. I want to see that final, Vegas, Boston. Mm-hmm. 
That's uh, that. We deserve that, it. Yeah, that that would be what you would call a uh, a um, redemption arc. Speaking of Boston, though, they are out. They are out shooting. Vegas is out shooting St. Louis right now in the third period, fifteen to one, and they have the lead. <laughs> Christ. Anyway, go on. I'm sorry. Edmonton. Jordan Bennington is still out there. His price just got cheaper. Speaking of toxic asset. Uh, he's just a toxic ass. Yeah, nailed it. So, speaking of Boston, though, uh, they're they're linked constantly to Calgary. Now, here's here's a question for you first off. Do you think a deal gets done between these two teams? Either indirectly or directly, because that opens the door for a third team to be involved or for a third, for a separate deal to occur, to allow a deal to occur between Boston and Calgary. Does it just not feel like there's so much smoke, smoke surrounding them? Like too, like so much smoke, like too much smoke for there not to be fire. I, that's the, that's the issue I have with it. Is that exactly that? There's too much smoke. There has to be something on fire for this kind of smoke. That being said, I looked. I've looked at it six ways to Sunday, and I can't find anything that makes fucking sense for at least the Bruins. It would make sense for Calgary because they'll get pieces out the ass back. But everything makes sense for Calgary right now because. What the fuck do they want right now? They want they want for nothing. They just want to they just want to start over. There there's nothing that they can do that doesn't fall under the category of well we did something. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The only thing they can do is do nothing, and that's the wrong thing. Yeah, safe as death. So, so, but so I look at it and I go, if I'm Boston, what pieces am I looking for off of this roster? What holes do I have? I line up. I want to try and shore up my defense a little bit. Maybe try to get someone in the bottom six if I can, or a center. Those are the three pieces that I'm actively, if I'm Don Sweeney going, this is where I can improve my team. If I get one of those three things. Now, I need a defenseman who's better than Shattenkirk. Mitchell, Lorai, and Forbord in order to make getting a bottom pairing defenseman make sense. Because I'm not going to bring a guy in. I'm not going to pay assets for a seventh defender when Ian Mitchell's proven that he's just fine in that role. And if I'm not getting a guy who can beat out Ian Mitchell, why am I getting him? Mm-hmm. So if you tell me I got a guy to replace... Derek Forbort because I got a cheaper Forbort and now I have cap room to make another move up front for other things, i.e. that bottom six forward. That makes sense. And you haven't thrashed your depth at defense. Cause we've seen this team go six, 12, 13 deep on a playoff run on blue line. Mm-hmm. So you got to keep that in mind. You want to go a good solid 10 deep on your blue line. Now, up front, 
I still want to find a true number one center. Maybe. Is Lindholm that guy, you think? My question is, what does he want for money after this year? I think that number starts with nine. Because while I can afford nine, if I'm doing that deal, first and foremost, I want the extension almost in place. We can announce it a couple days later like they did with the Hampus Lindholm deal. That's fine. But I want to know I can lock him up. Now, if I'm the Flames and you call me and you say, we want Lindholm and we want him with an extension, the first name that pops out of my mouth, I'm going, I want Matty Patra. You're getting a center. I want one back. Pleasure doing business with you, Craig. Exactly. Now, here's the question. If you have a seven-year contract extension at $9 million already in place with Lindholm, is it worth Matty Potra for you? Does that keep the conversation going? I might counter... And it may be a package that's centered on DeBrusque and Liesel. See, that's the thing that a lot of Bruins fans are forgetting about. You have a lot of other youth in the organization. Now, don't get me wrong. I love Quattro. Okay? Mm-hmm. I don't want to deal him. However, if I'm going to deal Quattro, right, I want a bigger package. I want to fill all of my needs that I possibly can. So that's where I'm trying to hit a home run and get a Lindholm and get Hannafin. Now I know mm-hmm. that starts also by throwing Mason Lorai in there. If you have Hannafin locked up though, you don't need Mason Lorai. I think he- that if I'm going for a Hannafin trade, I think if I'm going for a Hannafin trade, I have less than no issue centering a package around Mason Lorai. I have an issue centering a package around Matthew Patra for Elias Lindholm, though. But if you're but if you're if you're Craig Conroy and I'm Don Sweeney and you're saying we're hearing you want Lindholm, we want Lorai. If I'm Sweeney, I'm going. Okay. What else we add into this? Right. So now all of a sudden, and, and every time we, we go back and forth, we change the balance of the equation. So I take Matty Poitra out, then you sit there and go, well, then we want other high prospects and we want a couple of them. So do you want to go through some of the other assets in your prospect pool that you may decide you want to keep? So if you got if you have Lori. This is this is where it gets tricky because in order to get Lindholm and Hannafin, you have to open up money mm-hmm. and a good amount of it. Even if you can get them to retain for this year, uh, Hannafin is two and some change. Assume 50% retention. Uh, and Lindholm is also 2.4 and some change. 
Mm-hmm. So you roughly need to free up five million dollars if you're the Bruins. And I will say this conversation becomes a whole lot easier if the rumor going around that Hannafin only wants to be traded to Boston is true. That's helpful. Yeah. That's helpful. Now, if you look through the Bruins lineup, you're not dealing pasta, Marshan, Coyle, Zaka. DeBrusque is on the table, I would think. Calgary's wanted DeBrusque for a while, too. Especially since Calgary's wanted him for a long time. And that's almost what you need in money right there. Mm-hmm. So you feasibly, if if your NHL pieces are DeBrusque and Floorboard out, Hannafin and Lindholm in, Poitra and Lorai out, and a first coming back. Are we still on the phone? I'm keep in mind from a Boston perspective, because obviously losing Matty Poitra down the middle hurts. However, you have I think Matty Poitra might be close to a non-starter, though. That's that's my that's ultimately my question. Is he a complete non-starter? Because down the middle, because if I'm Craig Conroy, you fucking better believe I want Matthew Bothra. <laughs> right. But yeah. I've also got, if I'm Boston, I've got Mark McLaughlin. I've got Trevor Kuntar. I've got Brett Harrison. I've got John Farinacci. I've got Georgie Merkulov. Bothra's better than all of those players. <laughs> I understand that. But when it also comes to fit, can you get, we? can you get a, Danton Heinen-esque value out of, let's say, John Farinacci while bringing in the net positive of Noah Hannafin and Elias Lindholm. And a first-round pick, by the way. Mm -hmm. In like 2028, because I think that's the next first-round pick that they have. Calgary has theirs this year. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that as long as Craig Conroy stays away from Patra, I'm looking at takeout menus because we're gonna be, be we're gonna be on the phone for a while. And that's where I say, how much do you want to deplete your your roster down mm-hmm. in Providence? Mm-hmm. Because if I'm Craig Conroy and you take Patra out, then I'm gonna sit there and I'm gonna go, all right, give me Toporowski and you know, Farinacci and, and, and I want one more. Like if you're taking out a guy of Poitras potential caliber, I want to have three chances to get something a third, two thirds of that. Mm-hmm. And those guys, those are the kind of guys that I'm going to end up getting from you. Uh, Lee obviously would end up in the package, you know? So now you're giving up the uh, brusque Lee Forward's just to make the money work, right? Forward's to make the money work, but you're also getting depth on the left side by throwing Hannah in it coming back. Yeah. Calgary, it, it seems like Calgary would be one of those teams to turn around and like, and like, it was true hockey. yeah. But my question to you is is it worth it? Is it worth you giving up three? B-level prospects. If, if we're going to call Matty Poitra an A-level prospect and not an NHLer, then that means your Farinacci's, your Merkulov's, Toporowski, they're Bs. So mm-hmm. now you're giving up, 
let's say two B level prospects, a B plus in Lacell, and two roster players to bring in Noah Hannafin, Elias Lindholm, and a first. It's a lot easier to look at doing that if you have extensions in place with those guys. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, my question to you is, if you have those extensions in place, would you rather give up three of those B-plus prospects or B-whatever prospects or one Matty Patra? I hey, think that if I'm Sweeney, and I'm putting, I'm trying to put myself in Don Sweeney's, Don Sweeney's uh, mindset here. Keeping in mind that if you're losing Jake DeBrusque, you need another winger. Mm-hmm. And if you're losing Forbort, you're getting Hannafin back, which is fine. Now, at that point, are you starting to have conversations about Zaka moving over to the wing and having a Zaka Lindholm Posternock line? Sure. Well, absolutely. If you send out Patra, you just fucked yourself down the middle. Maybe. Because mm-hmm. you know he can do it, and you still have Coil for two more years. But in that two years, can a guy like Farinacci grow his game to be a second or third line center at the National mm-hmm. Hockey League level? And if Farinacci is already already impressing in in Providence, right? So if he can, does that mean I don't want to call Patra disposable, but you got to give to get. You got to give to get, but I think you also got to you also got to. Know when you have an ace in your hand. I agree. Yeah. For me, Poitras is a non-starter. That's why I don't see this deal getting done. Yeah. Because I don't want to deal Matty Poitras. There's no deal. In order to make the values make sense, he's got to be in the deal. Mm-hmm. For Calgary, he's got to be in the deal. And, and, and to be fair, to, in Craig Conroy's defense... He better be pounding the table for Patra if he's getting Sweeney at the table. Right. He's saying, I want, I no, you don't understand. You want this guy? You want my guys here? You want Hannafin? You want Lindholm? Great. Help us out. We need Patra. Because if I'm if I'm Craig Conroy, I can call up Buffalo and be like, hey, what do you want to give up for Hannafin? Boston <laughs> wants him, but I don't like their package. <laughs> well, do we have an extension in place? Let's say we don't have an extension in place, but you guys don't have to worry about retaining money. Uh, I don't have to worry about retaining money for you either. So how about a third, a fifth or third, or you know, fourth, fifth, third round pick, something like that. couple picks. Mm-hmm. We clear our cap space. We move the player who doesn't necessarily want to be here. And you guys get a top four defenseman which is kind of something that they need. Yeah. And oh, by the way, I get to burn Boston because they're not giving me the guy I want. (laughs) That's why for Boston, it just doesn't make sense. I don't see anything getting done between them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it it hinges on Patra. It hinges on Patra. And if Conroy is a GM worth his salt, he's going after Patra. Any GM would be. You know, and that's and that's why I also look at this deadline and I go, I don't know how much movement we're going to see. I think we're going to see small moves. I think we'll see one, maybe two flat out hockey trades. Mm -hmm. 
But I don't think Boston's going to be involved in one. I think we had something like 54 players moved last year. Something like that. You, you're, take, you're smashing the under on that one? I think so. Yeah. I really mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if it comes close, it's because you, you're going to see guys, you know, fringe roster guys get moved. My problem for your problem. Um, you know, someone falls out of it real quick and, you know, over the next couple of weeks and they can take on LTIR money and take mm-hmm. on that contract for a good asset or with a good asset rather. Um, I just, you know, Anaheim, what do they need? Sit put. Calgary, they're selling. But to who? Edmonton needs a goalie. That's it. Mm-hmm. Goalie market. End of story. Yeah, that's it. Kings, they're fine. Sharks, sell mode. They've got the goalie that Edmonton needs. Fine. Ferraro, maybe he's on the move. Mm-hmm. You mentioned him earlier, but his contract, I'm pulling it up right now. Ferraro is, that's their injured reserve, uh, 3.25, and he plays on the left side. That's mm-hmm. someone in Boston I'm calling on. I just don't know what it's going to take to get him. Yeah. I mean, we've got until we've got until March 8th to like really dissect a lot of these kind of moves. And a lot of these teams are accruing daily cap space. That problem is is LTIR is going to change that for a lot of teams if anything happens. And mm-hmm. that's something that we saw happen with Vancouver. You know, and with the ability for Calgary to now get out of LTIR because they moved on from Zadorov is huge. Because mm-hmm. it opens up the ability for them to take on a bigger contract. The question is, and, and we'll have to dig into this more next week, obviously, mm-hmm. depending on headlines. Who are some of those bad contract, good player? You know? There's going to be guys like that that are available. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we talked about the old Jeff Skinner contract. You know, bad contract, good player. That that's what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. Mark Edward Vlasic, bad contract. Oh, okay. decent player. Yeah, oh, player. Yeah. Um, but bad contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mikhail Granlund, okay contract, okay player. Do you mm-hmm. see San Jose looking to sell him at five mil? I just don't know. There's a buyer out there. I don't think there is. I think he kind of plays out the string over there. I think he's a sell candidate for next year. Mm-hmm. Nico Sturm might be a sell candidate for this year. Now, here's a question. Back to that scenario. Dealing off Patra. Mm-hmm. If you got a center like a Nico Sturm coming back in a separate deal for a late round draft pick, that doesn't hurt you this year. Does it make losing your current third line center a little easier, knowing that you're getting an NHL ready third line center to replace him for two years? But you're kind of kicking the can down the road on that one a little bit because Sturm's a fine third line center. That's all he's going to be. That's all he's going to be. He's he's topped out. 
Matt Pot Matthew Potter still has top six upside. So when he's 19 years old. Right now we see him with James Van Riemsdyk and with Trent Frederick. Do you solely think that's based on his size? And the fact that he's a 19-year-old almost child? Or because my question, I I know you're you're awful at your DMs, by the way, but pretty bad. I was listening to you guys talk about it on short shift and I sent you some line combinations as they were going into their first practice in fucking three and a half, four weeks. And later that <laughs> it was pretty close line, to that. literally two hours. It was the exact same lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now they've switched up Quatra and coil. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. I want Quatra being on a line with a guy who can shoot like Brad Marshing. And I think the the way it, what it looks, what it reminds me is Marshan Bergeron Heinen was a very successful line for this organization. And I am not calling Matthew Poitras Patrice Bergeron, but when it comes to the offensive side of, of play, he can produce what Bergeron produced with those two guys. Yeah, he's closer stylistically to Krejci, so I mean that point stands. I'm saying offensively, he can do that though. Yeah, right. I would much rather have him with Pasternak long term, but now you've got Zaka in the way. Mm-hmm. You got Zaka signed for a couple more years. I, I I don't think you bring a guy like that in, sign him to a four year extension just to trade him a year into it. Yeah, no, that 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 agents talk. When that kind of stuff happens. Players talk. Players talk, agents talk. Exactly. So while he's not unmovable, he kind of sort of is. You can't really deal off Morgan Geeky either because you sold him on a bill of goods. And if you just turn around and deal him off, like. Players talk. Yeah. Same thing. Players talk. Mm -hmm. You know, Um I'm trying to think of who it was. They felt, uh, I think, oh, there was a thing that um, Patrick Kane thought that they might actually bring him back to Chicago after he got his, his surgery. Cause it sounded, you know, it was some stuff that they had said on his way out the door of like, you know, wouldn't say never, but probably mm-hmm. not. It's like, yeah. Okay. I mean, every, every player says that in their exit interviews. Oh yeah. I would love to stay here. Yeah. I, it just, I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last thing, I, and obviously we're we're getting to the end of it because that's what we do. Um, I've been going back and forth with someone real quick. Is the Hampus Lindholm contract an Albatross contract? No. Thank you. Okay. Is good. Good talk. Six point five, like. And and the real dollars are only going down. Mm-hmm. Like he's got one more year of this six mil with a two million dollar bonus or whatever. Like, yeah. But I don't know. No, dude's been a horse defensively all season. Yeah, and you know what? He just needs to work on clearing the puck. Well, they all do. Yeah, they all do. Zaka had three chances against Ed uh, Anaheim. Let's not forget that. Um, that's right. It, it, it's a team-wide problem. But right now, like, like I said, 
I'm not looking to sell if I'm Boston, but I got to give to get. Mm-hmm. And that's where that debate comes from. Um, you know, making trades ain't easy, guys. Nope. This isn't forced trade on NHL 24 on your – Smash your- that override button. You know, boy, would it be great to just, you know, go into Craig Conroy's office with a two-by-four and just smash him over the head. Override – <laughs> Lindholm and <laughs> Lindholm Jesus Lindholm and Hannafin for we'll give you Merkulov <laughs> Merkulov and Forbort you gotta make the money work take it <laughs> that's a league thing though are you open to trading Jake DeBrusque yes He's not as bad as he's looked, but he's not as good as he's looked. It is what it is. I mean, it's an expiring deal. It's an affordable contract. He's a useful, very useful player. I have a personal soft spot for Jake DeBrusque. Sure. I'll always root for him. Sure. Yeah. I would have no problem. I'm, I'm, I push back on the idea that he's bad. Yeah. Now, would I trade him if the right deal came along? That that's what we were saying for years about everybody. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. how you should act. The question is, is what's the right deal right now to make this team better? Would you go for Pat Maroon? No. Why not? The dude now skates like he's the dude now skates like he was just told that he has three minutes to live. He skates like Leon Lucic. He's slower than Lucic. See which one goes backwards in a race. Oh my god! Did did you did you see the clip I just I just sent you? I have not. No. L- look at it. Just look at it for a minute. Oh god! Look at him move. Look at how he's moving. Trying to catch up to the puck. Yeah, like he's not dogging it either. He's like making strides. Yeah. Uh. Beecher will beat him to every single puck. <laughs> Good. I. The thing with that is, I like what we're seeing from Lauko Beecher Steen. Mm-hmm. There's no need to upgrade the line, is there? I mean, <laughs> like you can always up, like you can always upgrade. Well, like, yeah, there's always a Connor McDavid out there. You can always get like a bot, like a like a a middle six forward that slots somebody lower down the lower down the lineup. It's kind of like how it's kind of like how we built the depth last season. Who are you trying to bump down? I ain't moving Frederick away from Coyle. Mm-hmm. I don't want to move Zaka away from Pasta. Like I said, man, we have three months to figure this shit out. No, we don't, because everything's a panic in this world. And <laughs> the second we go on a three-game losing streak, the world fucking ends. Despite and, uh, that, goaltending decided to suck for a week. How dare! Man, if you think a three-game losing streak is basis for firing a coaching staff, you're ruined and puck off. The dude now skates like he's... The dude now skates like he was just told that he has three minutes to live.